All right. Welcome, everybody. It's WP Radio Live. It's Terry Doherty. We're just about a week past the claims conference that happened at the MTCC. Really great day. The presenters were fantastic, and uh, the trade show went really well. And I got to tell you, I had some great guests on the uh, podcast this year. It was fantastic. We're just going to start releasing podcasts as we go along. So, guys, sit back, relax, enjoy the podcasts. If you have any questions or concerns, reach out to me. And if you want to be a sponsor of the show, also reach out to me. Look forward to hearing your comments and seeing them on the podcast network. And, guys, just enjoy. They're great. Thanks. Live here at WP Radio. Um, We are at the Come to Town convention for the OIAA. It's Wednesday morning. It's I'm assuming it's nice outside. I'm inside, but I'm actually honored to have Elle Crane here from MyKey. Elle, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Well, thank you, Terry. Elle, just so everybody knows, uh, MyKey and Elle are our key sponsors for this year with uh, WP Radio Live. So I'm very happy to have you on, and you can have as much time as you want, Elle. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'll keep it short. (laughs) All right. So, Elle, first and foremost, thank you for being a sponsor of WP Radio and the OIAA, but I really want to talk to you about Hurricane Fiona, because it kind of affected the entire insurance industry, and it kind of changed things two weeks ago, right? Like yeah. it, it, you know. And then you've got Ian in Florida coming up, <laughs> but I mean, it's hurricane season, and you guys are in the thick of it, but yet you're here. So um, let's first of all talk about what my key does, so people don't sure. know really what my key is. So not that they don't, but for those who don't, let's talk about what you guys do. So in a word, accommodation. Um, which is critical during a catastrophe, but obviously we serve the insurance industry. That's why we're here. Um, so we provide all categories of accommodation to any displaced policyholder. It could be short-term, long-term, anything from a hotel to a, a house. Um, we do all the logistics to set the accommodations up if it's necessary. We'll deliver a trailer to the, the property if necessary, whatever it takes. Uh, we have a don't say no attitude. <laughs> obviously, that, that's the benefit of the service that we offer to our adjusters. Yeah, I, I mean, I love talking to you and your staff. It's cool. Um, you, you guys are like this little boutique firm that uh, I didn't know existed until I met Phil uh, a couple of years back, and now I'm like enthralled by you guys. It's incredible. Um, so let's talk about Fiona in general. Like, um, let's talk about when it happened and kind of. I know you guys have some talking points, so let's go right to it. Sure. Tell me about Fiona. Like, what it, what did that do to you guys? I know we we have the regular losses that we talk about. You know, you mm-hmm. have fires and those things, but when a hurricane hits, it impacts. You know, not just one insured, not ten insured. We're talking hundreds, possibly thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, it definitely is um, a magnification of the service that we offer, and it it, it adds another level of um, complications, we'll say, um, because obviously the the inventory is impacted, right? So when you have an increased demand and a reduced supply, that creates challenges. But I have the most amazing team, Terry, I'll tell you, I'm so grateful. Um, As a matter of fact, when Fiona hit um, on Saturday, September 24th, my team just sprung into action to respond to that catastrophe. And I got on a plane and traveled for a a trip with the leadership team of our organization that had been planned months in advance. Uh, We went ahead as scheduled and I checked in daily with my team to make sure that everything was going well. We checked in with our customers. Everything went beautifully, um, even though the leadership leadership team was not involved in the day-to-day. Yeah, this my fulfillment team is just incredible. They took care of everything. So let's talk about that. We know they run 24-7, right? Absolutely, yeah. We staff around the clock. 
And yeah. uh, because we've talked about that in the past, you know, when a loss happens at three in the morning, they can't wait till 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. or 7 a.m. <laughs> you know, when, uh, yeah. you know, regular companies open to actually get stuff dealt with, you guys step in and you're That's there right. minute one. So let's talk about that with Fiona. I mean, your phones must have been ringing off the hook. It was incredibly busy for the team. And what's really amazing is though we staff 24-7, 365, you never know when a cat is going to hit. And my team jokingly said, why always on a Friday? Oh, absolutely. It can't <laughs> um, be any, you know, couldn't be on a Monday. No, of course not. Though I will say, um, prior to Fiona actually making impact in Atlantic Canada, we were... It was on our radar as of Monday, uh, the Monday prior to the Saturday when it hit, and that was after Fiona had ravaged Puerto Rico. Um, and then it was Tuesday morning that we had got confirmation that it had steered left and it was confirmed that Atlantic Canada was going to be hit. So it was actually on Tuesday prior to Fiona touching down that we got into our cat mode, as we do, um, and that involves a very you know, uh, prepared approach to um, before the event, we our electronic our electronic uh, disaster alert system notifies our hotel team and our cat team that there, there's going to be an impact. Um, we do a threat assessment, so that involves looking at what internal resources might be impacted. Um, and I do have a lot of resources in Atlantic Canada, so we obviously wanted to make sure that if they needed to be relocated before Fiona hit, that we could do that. Um, we didn't have too many resources that were, most were inland, none that were right, you know, on the coast. Um, so no one needed to be moved, which was good. Um, then we wanted to ensure that they would still have connectivity while they were out, so what can the company do for you in the event of a power outage? Oh, wow, what does yeah. that look like? So because we have a remote workforce, um, maybe that involves, you know, I mean, it didn't. No one came to us for anything extra. They were all fine um, because being Acadians, being <laughs> Atlantic Canadians. They're prepared. They're prepared, and they were fine. They, um, they made it out just fine. We did have some power outages for our, our team, but because we have enough resources and we're in close communication constantly, even though they were only down for a day or two, there was no disruption to service to our customers because, again, we have staff all over North America, so when one... You know, if our office was in Halifax or Charlottetown, you know, that would have been devastating for us as a company. But because we are a remote team and we utilize technology to deliver the service that we offer, uh, yeah, we just... So if A goes out, B can step in place and it's absolutely. seamless, right? Yeah, and you know, we do staff around the clock, but because Fiona hit on the weekend, the level of engagement from my team, again, I can't just, I want to give them a shout out because... They just, even though it was their day off, you know, they had worked the full week. They did everything in, in preparedness for the event. They knew that it was coming. Um, everyone was, I'm on, I'm, I'm here, I'll help. And everyone was just on standby to say, as busy as it gets, we're all going to pull in and, and help each other. And though it wasn't necessary, we are staffed to be able to accommodate that peak volume. Um, everyone was like, all hands on deck, let's get this done and, and do awesome. this well. So I really appreciate everyone who stepped up as they did. Um, then the next thing that we do when we, when we did the threat assessment is we look at the in-house guests that are going to be impacted and, and reach out to them first and foremost to let them know that we're, we're here for you and whether you would like to move now <laughs> uh, before <laughs> it hits in advance, yeah, yeah. yeah, or if you should need assistance after, if you're impacted. So you would have guests already 
Absolutely. in accommodations that yep. needed to be moved again. We had 52 in-house guests when Fiona hit. Oh my gosh. In Atlanta, Canada, in the provinces that were targeted. And how many had to be moved? We didn't have to move any. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty remarkable that we didn't have to move any. We also had 12 arriving guests that were going into Atlanta, Canada, which is another part of our threat assessment. We look at how many people are about to land in accommodation in an area that the accommodation might be hit. So we did reach out to them as well. So these are mass communications we do through email, phone, instant message to connect with them and say, we're here for you. Keep in contact with us. Let us know what you need. Um, so there was that. And then we also have to reach out to all of our supplier partners proactively. And that was the big challenge because we didn't know where Fiona was going to hit per se. So we had to look at all 434 partners that we have in Atlantic Canada and communicate with each and every one of them to say, we're not sure if this is going to impact you, but let's talk about what are your preparedness for the storm. So do you have backup generators? Um, what do you do in the event of a power outage? So this is all communications that happen well in advance of the storm hitting. So we were really prepared when it hit on Saturday, we already knew what availability was. We had soft holds on accommodation in places that were likely to be hit, you know, along the coast. Sure. Yeah. Now, what I find interesting is you've got Fiona and then right behind it in the U.S. Ian. You got Ian. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are U.S. Like you're North American wide. So That's you're right. like literally flip a switch and you go, Fiona, we're good. Yes. And now we're dealing with Ian. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so both hit at the same time, yeah, and again, I'm traveling. Apart. So I continued to check in on the team as I do, and everything was under control. The, the level of management from the team was just incredible. How they were able to handle both catastrophes simultaneously is really impressive. And we still have other ones sitting out in the, I know, in the water. Yeah, there's some circling. And yeah. and yeah, so we do have an instant messaging system just within our own organization where we chat. And when we get those uh, global disaster alert notifications, it's quite amazing how the team is, I won't say excited about it, but they really, <laughs> they honestly, step they step up and they love, love, love the job that they're doing. They, they shared a couple of stories with me that I thought you might find interesting. I do. Let's, let's hear them. Um, so when, when the uh, inventory was really, you know, limited, uh, we had one of the partners that we work with reached out to the account manager who had made the booking with her and said, I've got this guest that you've, you've placed with us and they're due to be leaving in a couple of days. Would you like to extend them? Because we're full and I've got other requests and I would prefer to help you if it's needed. So that relationship really went a long way. Um, and the account manager just wanted to give a shout out to, to Tracy at the Travel Lodge in New Glasgow, Nova Scotia. Oh, because great. we just thought that was really incredible. You know, you have a lineup out the door of people who need a place to stay, but because of your relationship with my key, you reached out to us before wow, we had okay. an opportunity well, to contact to, uh, you. Yeah. Shout out to them. That's amazing. Yeah. And you know, um, Saturday morning, there were half a million Atlantic Canadians that were uh, without power. So there were a lot of hotels that were without power as well. So I say that really made a challenge for our customers. Um, and for our partners as well and how they work together. It was really amazing that the team has, has told me many stories of is there, a, is there a tougher, more accommodating, friendly, helpful Canadian than 
and someone who lives in Atlanta, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I, think I have there family is. there, so I took it as a big compliment. I'm like, yes, they will do anything for they you. They will. They would give you the shirt off their back. Absolutely. I mean, you think about Come From Away, that movie with I the people. I was just going to say Come From Away, and that's what that was the analogy that the team gave to me was, do you know, have you seen that play Come From Away? I said, actually, I have. I have a friend in the, in the cast. And so I have been there. I've seen it. And they said, that's what it felt like because we were pulling together, the people that needed us were pulling together, everyone was helping everyone. And there's, there's another example someone shared with me. So um, French, Canadian, uh, Catholic, you, lots of big families, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. say that. So there was one family in particular, two adults and eight children. So this family of 10, um, and there was a, a bed and breakfast in Charlottetown, a partner of ours. And when we communicated to them the size of the family, the uh, obviously this breaks fire code, so <laughs> I'm not going to name the partner. But um, they brought in a cot for every child to be able to sleep together in the in the B and B. So the space was big enough, but the beds weren't accommodating. And they stepped up and made it happen for us. So it's those kind of partnerships and relationships that we've forged over the last eight years with our supplier partners, and and that's really appreciated. That's awesome. Um, and getting back to the come from away, it's funny that you say that. I was just on a cruise in the Atlantic right, right after Fiona hit, and somebody said to me, oh, do you know the movie or the play Come From Away? I said, I do. And they said, my niece was on one of the planes that had to land in um, oh, Newfoundland, wow. yeah. and she was one of the come from awares. So she was one of the people. She was Amazing. flying back from France mm -hmm. when they were diverted to Newfoundland, mm -hmm. and she was stuck there for six yeah. days or whatever it was yeah. and she said uh i wish we were going to newfoundland because i want to thank these people and i said you can thank any east coaster they're all the same <laughs> um mm. i said it's incredible and she said yeah we have a personal experience that my niece and her mom mm -hmm. were coming back and got stuck and she said i'm so excited to go to the east coast and then when we get to halifax it was raining non-stop and everything was still dealing with trees down and right. it was really i mean from a guy that's in the insurance industry, I was driving around going, oh my wow. gosh, this is going to yeah, be a problem for, I know. for weeks and months to come. I wasn't even looking. I was just in the town. I didn't even get out to the outskirts. And did you go to Newfoundland? No, we didn't get to oh, Newfoundland. okay, because Channel Porto Basque was really hit hard. There were at least a dozen homes that were literally just pulled right into the ocean. I'm sure you've seen the, the yeah, coverage. The yeah, just devastating and and you know that in speaking with the team of how are you doing and and one of the account managers in particular said one of the most emotional weeks i've had in my career because a number of people that she spoke with that just really you know as a mother and just putting herself in that position thinking yeah what would you do if one day your house was just taken and, and all your personal possessions yes. your photographs your yeah your hair like everything's just gone in a minute yeah right it's like a fire that's right, and, and I think that's why it's, a, it's an addiction for my team. They are constantly checking to, sure, to make sure everything is okay and everyone is looked after, and we, we tease each other for it because, you know, put your phone down, my goodness, you know, but everybody's just wanting to genuinely cares about these people and wants to help them, and, and that gratitude. So the surveys that we send out to a policyholder after they stay is very brief. It's just on a scale of 1 to 10, how did I do? Yep. And if you have anything you'd like to say, you can share it. And so these are surveys that are optional, of course. We have a very high participation rate on the surveys. And our survey score 
for the year to date is 9.75 out of 10. Wow. And every time we receive these testimonials, it's like fuel in that engine of, you know. I got to do 10. Everybody's do 10. leaning in because yeah. they recognize from the testimonials that customers write, the value of being there fast. The adjusters are so overwhelmed. Yeah. They have more on their desk than they could should ever oh, be I know expected, they do. right? Right and now. Yes. And We're at a shortage for adjusters, so anybody looking to join the adjusting field, now's the time. <laughs> You're right. There's a real shortage, and so the adjuster is grateful that we are able to take that off their desk and help that customer. Yeah. We are um, the first notice of loss for many carriers that we work with, where the first response center will contact us with a warm transfer, and that just gives the adjuster a little more time because of the volume, you know, to get get things, get their sort of, you know, all their ducks in a row, and then they can assist with, all right, now let's look at your long term. And so we're able to just immediately put them into that emergency accommodation. And how we're able to do that in the times of a catastrophe is because we have last room availability. So we have a direct connect technology that connects us directly with the hotels. And so even if there's only two rooms left, they've pulled them off of all of the online booking engines. They're no longer on the GDS. These hotels cannot be booked anywhere. Um, we have access to that last room availability and That's the partners awesome. will put soft holds on inventory. And so that really, you know, we feel like we're superheroes really because we just come in and save the day for somebody who's like, I have no idea where to go. Every hotel I've tried is full. Can you help? And when they help, that feeling of, I did it, you know, so it's, it's a rush. And, and I have some crazy but awesome people on my team who just cannot do enough for these policyholders. They love it. Well, I, and like I, I came over to talk to you after I spoke to somebody earlier today who is a staffing person for US3 yeah. staffing, or US3 yeah. staffing, or U3S staffing, <laughs> US3 staffing. Yeah. Uh, she was saying she's her biggest hurdle right she's now struggling. is she's struggling to find accommodations for her staff that are going from Ontario. There's two buses with 100 people going, mm -hmm. and they need 56 rooms tomorrow kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So I know she's connected with you guys already, and which is amazing. And uh, But there's going to be struggles. So the fact that you guys are that last you know, line of defense yeah. for us in yeah. the industry is fantastic, and we appreciate you Thank very you. much. Um, and we know it. That's why, yeah, as I say, that's why the team loves it because they really do have these great relationships with adjusters who, who literally just drop the file and go. Just say, you got this? We got this. And that's it. And they're out. And, I mean, we do get their approval before a big spend. We sure. have the ALE limit, which we obviously keep in mind with every booking and extension. We're monitoring the spend on the ALE. So we're not just willy-nilly booking whatever. And, you know, even if there is a lot to choose from, we are spending smartly because we want to extend the life of that ALE limit. Who knows how long the repairs might take. Well, yeah. We don't want them to run out, right? So we're frugal, but we want to ensure that the customer's looked after at the same time. So, and yeah. there's a shortage right now. We know that, right, with uh, supplies and building material and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, ALE is longer than it ever has been. You're right? right. What used to be six months is eight or nine. Yeah. So... Do you have any more good stories for me? Um, well, those were two of my favorite. Uh, I wish I had someone from my team here to talk to you. That's why I'd asked if uh, you had another chair, I would pull one up for well, you one know of what? my account managers here. But if you come over to booth 1002, you can meet some of the account managers that serve the insurance industry across Canada. 
and they'll, I'm sure they'll share some great stories Well, you know what? You. I'm going to have some time later on this afternoon. I'm going to have one of your account managers on. How's that? Awesome. That'd be great. Yeah, let's get somebody on, and we sure. can talk about what they did through Fiona and how they it impacted them and how they impacted the uh, industry. Love it. Can we do that? Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Al, for being thank on the you. podcast. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Great. Thanks, Terry. Thanks.